This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? The who, me, is that part that's like, oh, no, it's not me. And the part that it's like the humorous part of me. The humorous part is like, no, this isn't me. I'm not going through this stuff. I'm not, I'm not aging. Everybody else is aging, but not me. And an interesting thing, I was reading... Um, uh, Urban Yalom's book about existentialism and being a therapist. And he was saying that, like, it's part of our inherent humanness, our humanity to say, hey, even though it's obvious that 100% of the population, whether you're a tree or a bug or, or a human being or an elephant, you're going to die. And even though that's true, everyone goes, no, not, I'm, it's not me. I'm, I'm not doing that. And uh, so it's the same with aging. It's like, oh, no, I'm not, you know, I, that isn't going to happen to me. There's a, a, a joke uh, and it's an old man and his wife and they go to the doctors to get a checkup. And, you know, the checkups for the, the, the man and the, the doctor says to the elderly gentleman, okay, I need a semen sample, a stool sample and a urine sample from you. And the man looks at his wife and says, what? What does he want? And the the woman says, he wants to see your underwear. And uh, it's <laughs> I think that's very, very funny because <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, these things happen. And um, the other day, something similar happened to me. And it was like, oh, my God, there it is. Th- there's a point where we can be humiliated with this existence in our humanness, in our humanity. The things that happen to us because we're human is just inevitable. And and there's that tendency to be humiliated and to hide and to feel like you're a terrible, horrible being because these things happen to you. And and we tend to deny it. We t- tend to say, no, that, that'll never happen to me. I'll always be in control or I'll always you know, be balanced. I'll always have money. I'll always have health. I'll always have this beauty, whatever. And it's like, no, you won't (laughs) because that ain't the way it works. And you can get, you know, you can get implants, you can get tummy tucks, you can get facelifts, you can get what all of those things are, but you're still aging. And at some point it just becomes funny and, and humorous. The word humor obviously comes from the same root as humanness and humanity and humility and and humiliation. And how we choose to be in the world is going to give us a sense of that's what we're choosing. So we can be, uh, you know, it's it can be despairing. It can be depressing. It can be grief ridden to be in these human experiences. And it can be awfully funny too. Just to, in for me, it's more the the humor I I find for myself is all the times I say that isn't going to happen to me. I'm always going to be you know beautiful, and my figure is always going to be good, and I'm always going to be you know young and youthful, you know physically. This is that's not the truth. So I laugh at myself at at my own arrogance, if you will, and. Um, and if I don't do that, then I become probably more um, upset and pissed off at the world. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are pissed off at the world because they're aging. And they were probably pissed off at the world before 
and I've said this to be before, uh, that I learned from a very wise elderly fellow elder, is that you know if we've if we're a certain character in the beginning, we become more of that as we age. So if you're a grumpy person and pissed off and find lots of reasons to complain about other people, you're going to do more of that as you get old. Whoopee! You get to do more of that because that's what that's your way, unless you want to do it differently. Uh, one of the the uh, individuals in my um, aging group, in the group I facilitate, we've, we're up to three years in this aging group, which is pretty spectacular. And I'll call I'll call her um, Brianna. So Brianna is eighty, and she's like here's what's going to happen to me. I'm just going to get worse. I'm going to decline into decrepitude and then they're going to warehouse me. And that's what's going to happen. She doesn't have a, (laughs) I know you go, what? (laughs) Where's the sense of humor in that? But okay, so now what? Now you know that that's what's going to happen. Could happen. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. But now, okay, you're going to be warehoused. Does that mean, what does that mean to you? And does that mean that you have to be unhappy, depressed, pissed off, and um, nothing, in a sense, a a lack of entity, a lack of, of, of presence in the world? And you get to make that up. And quite often, we just, we, we choose to let go and give up, and we decline into decrepitude. Uh, and that's what happens. And it doesn't mean that we, like sometimes we fall down and sometimes we break things and sometimes our mental capacities aren't what they could be. And how we choose to be with all of that is a choice. And it's sometimes really, really hard to get beyond our, our sense of, of grief and sadness and disappointment that life doesn't turn out the way we want. It turns out the way it does. And, and unless we cultivate self-awareness and cultivate the wisdom of how do I be in this, like the serenity prayer, grant me the wisdom to know the difference between what I can change and what I can't change. Um, and, and so we have this ability, you know, I was thinking about Brianna and it's like, okay, you know, I can be really, if that might happen to me, I might get warehoused someplace. And what are my choices? And I, I was watching the movie last night, uh, The Two Popes, and uh, Pope Francis, who's the fellow who is now Pope currently, he uh, went, he is was a person of simplicity and, you know, lived among the poor, you know, and, and participated in the simplicity of life. That was his come from, and, or, and is his come from. And that um, quality that no matter what, where, no matter where he is, that quality of simplicity, the quality of kindness, the quality of presence, the quality of joy and uh, livelihood and serving, if you will, those are all capacities that we have no matter where we are. And we're a choice. So um, if Brianna ends up in a, I don't know where Brianna's going to end up, she may end up someplace extraordinarily wonderful uh, and that she has no idea about. That's awesome. We hope that's true. We hope that's true for everyone. If it happens to me and in this moment, it's like, how do I decide to, how do I be in that? And how do I, if my desire is to bring joy and, and lightness and kindness and sweetness to the world, 
how do I do that even if I'm warehoused in some institution that's like pretty bleak? How do I do that? And that's a choice. I may not know in this moment how to do it, but I have the capacity to figure it out. Um, and, and I can stay in the, oh my God, that might happen to me. Uh, or I can say, is, okay, how do I make the best of that situation? How do I make the best of this situation? How do I make the best of what is? And live in the isness of it. And I always come back to what Yoda said, which is train yourself to let go of what you are afraid to lose. And to me, I, I, that is just the most extraordinarily brilliant um, uh, sentiment or motto or mantra. Uh, and Yoda is just a character somebody made up. But that wisdom has been around for a long time to say, train yourself to let go of what you're afraid to lose. And the idea of being warehoused, you know, it's like, oh my God, I lose the freedom, fun, flexibility. That's, that's what we say. But is it true? Is it true? Do I really lose my sense of freedom? I've heard people who talk about being in uh, prison for life and the sense of freedom that they have within themselves that they've cultivated because they've let go of that fear of uh, loss. Uh, so we have this ability to be, to see the humor, to experience the joy, to, to choose that as a path. It's not like you're going to choose it today and there it is. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing practice. And that's partly why these podcasts for aging like a guru are for people not just in their 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, but are in for 40s or 30s or 20s, because we're all in the process of cultivating wisdom or not, cultivating awareness or not of how you choose to be you, how you choose to choose to be you in this world. And humor is one of those ways. I'll leave you with, a, um, there's a, a song and a fellow named Stan Getz, no, Stan, anyway, I don't know his name, but he sings a song that says, I just don't look good naked anymore. And <laughs> it's just a truth that another place of having to be with the humor of what cannot be changed, the serenity and the humility of accepting what we cannot change and just laughing about it because we think we're so in control we think we're always going to be, you know, amazing in ourselves. And we are always going to be amazing in ourselves as our bodies change and as things change within our bodies. But we're still this incredible wisdom and humorous and uh, delightful being inside. And we can express that only as often as we want to. As a friend would say, have all the fun you're willing to have. All right, that's it for now. If you'd like to see some of my books, aside from um, Cultivating Spirituality in Children, uh, you can find them on my website, and you can also find them at Barnes & Nobles or Amazon, or you can go to your local uh, bookstore and ask them to order it for you. All right, big hugs. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.